More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, it's your parenting toolkit. Being a Catholic parent's a tough job. Let us help make it a little easier. Got parenting questions? We'll help you find the answers you need to succeed. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Parenting Toolkit. You know, being a Catholic parent is a tough job, and we want to help make it a little bit easier. So if you've got parenting questions, we want to help you find the answers you need to succeed. The number, 877 573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And not only is parenting a tough job, it's also a lifelong responsibility. You know, many people tell us that once they hit 18, our job is done, but that is just not the case. And of course, the relationship changes over time. But as Christian parents, we never stop mentoring, supporting, caring for, and loving our kids. And it's hard work. Do you have a question about parenting? Raising your kids to be faithful Catholics. Creating a more loving, connected, or faithful family life. Are you struggling with your relationships with your children in their adult years? Whatever age or stage your kids are in, let us give you the tools you need to succeed. And if you're struggling with a spouse in doing all of that, you know, it's not just parenting, it's being a family and all the people that that involves, because you all affect each other like dominoes. Give us a call today, 877-573-7825. That's 877 573 7825. And again, you know, regardless of the age and stage of your kids, if you've got infants or toddlers and you're not sure how to meet their needs and yours, or school aged kids and you're not sure how to help them navigate all those influences in the culture with peers, or you've got teens pushing back against your values, or adult kids who you're struggling with in your relationship, give us a call. Let's work it out together. 877-573-7825. Or, excuse me, I'm sorry, or if you're listening via podcast, you can send your emails to us to questions at more2liferadio.com. That's questions at more, the number two, liferadio.com. Very important to fit in there. Thanks for, for doing that. You know, I think that Oh, there's so much that people don't tell you when you start parenting or thinking 
of parenting. You know, if you're thinking, oh, we'd like to have a child in our home. You get through those really rough, especially physically rough times when they're very young. And then a new stage happens. And then a new stage happens. And, and I, I know for me as a mom, often I, I got the sense that as soon as I started to get really good at a stage, everything would change. You know, whether that is the time changed and suddenly the kids weren't sleeping again or they're getting up at the crack of dawn and I'm losing my mind or they change or our circumstances change. But as your kids progress in age, the way you parent them the way you discipline them all changes with those stages and of course when they become adults and parents themselves sometimes you think I can't ground them <laughs> I can't I can't just yell at them it doesn't work and they won't let me talk to them they won't let me talk to them what do I do so parenting at every age and every stage has its own challenges its own joys but it's always a very important responsibility that God is putting us in place to do for a lifetime. And how do we parent so that our kids not only just become good humans, but become faithful people and that we have that lifelong relationship with them? 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877 573 7825. Of course, every day at CatholicHOM.com, mm-hmm. we are handling these kinds of questions. We're walking with hundreds of families, just like yourself, uh, responding to the challenges they're facing in uh, their, their family lives, their parenting lives, talking about how to handle discipline issues or overcome faith struggles in the home or address faith questions or give new ways to be able to celebrate the faith at home. We've got tons of resources, videos, downloadables, and most importantly, our whole team of pastoral counselors are there to answer parents' questions every day. That's at catholichom.com or download the Catholic HOM app. The first month is free. You can try it out with no risk and cancel any time. But we'd love to have you there as be part of the Catholic home community so that we can support each other in building strong dynamic domestic churches and raising godly faithful kids and if you could check that out again at catholichom.com or by downloading the catholic hom app first month is absolutely free but we are taking your calls right here right now about those parenting questions at 877-573-7825 well i want to add to that so you can have a more satisfying parenting life you know sometimes we don't feel like parenting is very satisfying we think it's drudgery or we barely make it through the day you can have a very satisfying parenting life and feel close and connected to God and your kids and your spouse if you have some good tools and at Catholic HOM we're there to support you and we had a really cool experience last night we were out to dinner with our daughter our youngest daughter at a local restaurant and this person comes in this family comes in we're about halfway through the meal and I see it was like two college-aged people and and like probably the dad I'm thinking and indeed it ended up being and he kind of looked with some kind of recognition on his face at us and he they sat down a few minutes later he looked again kind of like is that who I think it is kind of thing and he came over as we were leaving the restaurant And he said, I want to introduce myself and thank you for Catholic Home. He said, you have no idea 
the change and the effect that it's had on my family. And I just want to thank you because it's been so important to us. And we were just blown away was, by he that. Was, you know, we're, we're in Steubenville, Ohio. He was, he was from Alaska. From Alaska. And he was visiting the school. And he was state. able to have, you know, that experience in a place where support is hard to find. But you know what? Support's hard to find anywhere for Catholic parents. It really is. And we need the support and the community to do that and skills so we're there for you if you need us and we're there today well check it out and check it out catholichom.com or download the catholic hom app it stands for households on mission first month is free absolutely no risk cancel anytime we'd love to accompany you there every day but let's start that relationship here by giving us a call at 877-573-7825 every day on more to life we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not aware of what that is, St. John Paul, when he gave a, excuse me, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections on how God's creation reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthy, holy relationships. The Theology of the Body reminds us that families are schools of love and virtue. That means it's the place that we learn to live life as a gift. Parents are the most important teachers in this school of love. And parenting can be hard sometimes, but it can be, you know, tempting when it's hard to just settle for just kind of getting through the day with our kids. But Catholic parents are called to do so much more. The theology of the body reminds us that parenting is actually one of the most important ministries in the church. It's the primary way the next generation of Christian disciples is formed. The world needs loving, responsible, godly people. And God has commissioned Catholic parents to give the world what it needs. Amen. But you know what? That's a big job, of course. And the more we can, appreci- uh, we can approach parenting in a prayerful, thoughtful, intentional manner, the more we're able to fulfill our mission as Catholics, to let God change the world through our families by raising the next generation of faithful, courageous, loving, responsible, godly men and women. You know, of course, none of us knows how to do that perfectly, right? We, No matter how well we think we were raised by our parents, none of us are saints yet, mm-hmm. and none of us knows how to raise a saint. But that's exactly what we're called to do, and we've all got a lot to learn. So that's why every day, especially when we're struggling, we need to turn to our Heavenly Father and pray, Lord, teach me to be the parent you want me to be. In this moment, and all day, every day. Help me to respond to my kids in ways that will glorify you. Help me be my best self and bring out the best in my kids in every situation. Give me your love and grace and let my kids experience your love and grace through me. And when we pray that prayer, and when we parent in that very Catholic way that we are taught, we have more satisfaction, more love, and more peace in our parenting and in our home. So let's help you do that today. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's say our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, and the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we bring to you our families, our children in particular, and we ask you to help us to be the parent you want us to be in this moment. Help us to respond to our kids in ways that will glorify you. Help us be our best and bring out the best in them and let your love shine out through our hearts so that our kids might be drawn to you through our witness. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and, and in the name, the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. 
Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, it's a parenting toolkit as we talk about how to make Catholic parenting a little bit easier and help you feel like that effective, confident, faithful Catholic parent raising faithful, confident Catholic kids. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Leah, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Leah. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Well, hello, Dr. Greg and Lisa. I have been a listener, I think, since you've been on the air. And my kids. Oh are, my! Well, thank you. Yeah, you're awesome. And my my kids are uh, almost 25 and 21. And I'm inquiring about my 21 year old daughter. Um, I've been a stay at home mom. I have been self donative. I bend over backwards to help my family, my husband. Uh, my 21 year old daughter and I were very very close, but it's gotten to the point where sometimes. I'm exhausted because she's mm. very independent. She manages her life beautifully, but she has to go through every little detail of her life and have me weigh in on things. And I have been ill for the past 12 years. Now my husband's ill. It's added mm. more family stress. I know I have to continue to pour in, but there's a part of me that's like, please, I'm so exhausted. Please just... Just don't come to me for this. Just handle it on your own. I don't tell her that, but that's what I've been feeling. Yeah, and I I feel that for you so deeply. Leah, let me ask you a question. Have you ever just said to her, sweetheart, you you are so well formed and I trust in your instincts how do you think you should handle this? I want you to start really looking at, and what is her reaction? She says, well, I was thinking of, you know, doing it this or this, you know, this or that way, but I really need your, it helps me. I don't have very many, very many friends. It helps me. I need to run this by you. You're all I have. She does see a counselor and she does have friends, but really she and I are very, very close. And so I think she values my opinion, which is lovely which is lovely that's uh, wonderful let me ask you this one other question though leah does she have a prayer life of her own she does and i always tell her that too you need to pray about this sophia all right you know it's okay, okay. <laughs> but it's like yeah so there know, are two pray about this okay so there are two suggestions that i'd like to make um the, the first one is I, I want you to pray with her um, you know, so, so, you know, empathize with her first, whatever the struggle is, you know, or, or the challenge is, you know, just, you know, express that, that empathy for, you know, what she's going through. But then say, you know, what, let's take a second. Let's pray about it together. You know, why don't you lead, honey? Uh, and just really just ask. And if she struggled with that, then, then you go ahead and lead. But, but uh, you know, just to give her the chance to kind of take point on that and then pray together about it. And then and then I want you to really work hard to resist giving her advice. You know, um, and, and when she pushes back on it and says, well, but I really want you to weigh on this, you know, but, but honey, you really don't need me to. Get, get, walk, let's walk through, have you ever been through something like this before? Right? So point her back to her own experiences. Let's walk through what you've done in similar situations. How have you handled situations like this? Well, she might say, well, I've never been through something exactly like this. Well, no, but you've probably been through some things that are kind of like this. Like, have you ever faced a challenge before? And, and how did you face those challenges? Or did you ever, you know, have somebody treat you this way before? And how did you handle that? Or did you have to make an important decision for it? And how did you handle that? Really work hard to not 
tell her what to do, uh, but, but just ask questions that point her back to similar experiences and walk her through what she's done in the past. If she pushes you on it, again, you need to say, listen, I love you. And the, the, the fact is, you know, you know what to do. You, you're in a good place. And you're just going to have to really just, just refuse to give her the advice that she's looking for. She's going to be mad at you about it at first. But you want to keep reaffirming her that, look, you're a young woman. You're an adult. And, and you can make these decisions. I trust in you. And, and, you know, so let's walk back through. How have you made this before? So it's not just a matter of telling her she can do it and not giving her the advice. It's approaching it in a different way where you're asking her questions that point her back to experiences that she's had, similar experiences, um, where she's, and then walking her through the process she used then and saying, okay, so go do that. You know, and the more you're able to kind of help her walk through that, the more she's able to be more confident. Because you know, the closeness between the two of you and the generosity that you've shown in the past, I think, has um, caused her to lean on you for that kind of rubber stamp. Like yeah. she, 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 she knows what to do, but she, instead of thinking through it in her own head, she needs to think it out loud with you, and then get that rubber stamp from you to be confident. You want to step out of that role. By really, you know, being very firm about not giving her advice, but you know, not leaving her entirely on her own. Where you're saying, you know, let's let's walk through this, and then asking her questions that again point her back to similar experiences, what she's done in the past, and how she could apply that to these situations now. So you're walking her through a process where she can learn to stand on her own, but still get that basic support from you. The other thing that that I'd like you to encourage her to do in her prayer life is to make sure that you're encouraging her to have a daily prayer time and often because of the way you're describing the way she tells you these things with all of these details it is really helpful to write out our prayers in a prayer journal you know two or three pages of just putting it all out there with all those details because as she has to write it out longhand her brain will start to kick in and and allow the holy spirit to enter into that discernment process the the benefit of that is twofold one she'll get more clarity of the way and trust her instincts better because she'll also be able to see over time that she was able to trust the guidance of the holy spirit the other thing is she won't have to give you every single detail because she will have worked through some of that in that prayer journal well because when we either talk things out or write things out our a different part of our brain engages which causes us to be to engage our critical thinking more so as she reads that journal back to herself it's the same thing as talking it out to you she's kind of hearing her own thoughts coming back at her so that helps her process it more effectively Leah I hope that these suggestions will get you started if there's more that we can do to support you in helping your daughter stand up a little bit taller on her own then don't hesitate to give us a call here we'd be happy to walk you through next steps but I do think these suggestions will definitely make a difference and if there's more we can do to help you or listeners you as well about your parenting questions at any age and stage give us a call at 877-573-7825 the show today is titled parenting toolkit as we talk about ways to make being a catholic parent in this world today a little bit easier if you've got parenting questions we want to help you find the answers you need to succeed give us a call at 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. More to life will continue with your calls, and we'll be joined by Father Thomas Loya of the Tabor Life Institute, who will be sharing some insights on how to build a stronger Catholic family. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when more to life continues after the break. 
This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Can our society return to sanity? No, not without widespread spiritual revival. I don't see how it can happen. As Richard Weaver said in the classic, Ideas Have Consequences, nothing can be done until we have decided whether we are primarily interested in truth. And that's a capital T. Not my truth, not your truth, but the truth we share of an objective moral universe. And that's where we have to stand firm and insist with all grace and with all love that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he did teach that the truth is good and will set us free. But there's no freedom until we re-embrace some shared understanding of the truth. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. From a firm films comes Journey to Bethlehem. This wasn't a dream. An angel came to me. You are in danger, Mary. This child. What is his name? Jesus. Journey to Bethlehem, starring Fiona Palomo, Milo Mannheim, Lecrae, Joel Smallbone, and Antonio Banderas. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters everywhere this Friday. Soundtrack also available. More information is at journeytobethlehem.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today on More to Life, it's a parenting toolkit as we talk about ways to make Catholic parenting a little bit easier. Got questions? Well, let us help you find the answers you need to succeed at 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Father Thomas Loya. He is a pastor a counselor and the founder of the Tabor Life Institute, a theology of the body uh, ministry that helps people live more abundant lives through the teachings of the theology of the body. Father Loya, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, we're talking about family life today, Father, and you wanted to share some insights on how families can build stronger, dy- more dynamic domestic churches. There's uh, three things that I recommend, and oftentimes I see these things kind of missing in, in the families, but it um, but it's really um, effective, I have found. Uh, one of the things is is to establish a family, I call it a covenant, you might also call it a common vision. In other words, as a family, you can even write it out, like in a post-it note or something, you can make, like imagine, okay, how is the, what was the life like in the, the home of the Holy Family, for example? That's the model. That and the Trinity is our model. Okay, what is that like? What is our family life like? Okay, how do we get the two to match up as close as possible to the models? And you make like a covenant, and then you have everybody be part of that, and then everybody has to kind of invest in it, and, and you help each other to invest in it, you know, to uh, establish like what goes on in this family, what does not, and how do we help another to commit to that? It's kind of like a family vision or covenant. The next thing is, have a holy corner. I know my church, a visiting church, we call it an icon corner, but it can be an icon, a statue, or anything. 
in which there's a place where the family gathers, even for a moment, like in strategic times, like before you go out the door in the morning, or when you when you come home, or at night or something, you gather and you pray together. There's a specific place, specific time, it could be just very brief, it could be longer, but it's a, like a holy corner. And the third thing is, is it's a, it comes from the monastic practice. And it's have a family meal, which I know today is almost impossible, at least have one meal today, together. It uses uh, this practice where I recommend, like, everybody is silent, and somebody reads from either a, uh, a spiritual book or a Bible. And then for a few minutes you go around the table and do what I call God talk. Uh, how did you experience God today? What did you think about the reading? Just for a few moments. You can eat, you can eat while someone's reading, you know, you can listen. And then... Um, as you do that, you then, then eventually go into any kind of conversation you want, you know, but you spend the first few minutes of the meal uh, with, with this practice. It's, it's what I call God talk. You know, how did you see God? How did you hear God? And the goal here is to, and I find this is what's difficult, uh, sometimes missing in the family, is this God thing, is this church thing really taking in the heart of the people in the family, especially the children? And I find that these three things are a way to, to establish that sort of culture where this whole faith thing is not just something you do, you go to church, do all the right things, but is it real to you? Uh, is it real in terms of our family culture, the way we live? Is it in our hearts? And th- those are three things that I recommend uh, for families uh, that I find to be very effective. No, important points. You know, rooting our rooting our families in a common vision, rooting our families in, in in prayer, and rooting our families in that those conversations about how God is making Himself present to us in our family lives, and really witnessing to that with each other. Father Louis, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, they should go on, go on over to TaborLife. Dot org. That's T-A-B-O-R, like the mountain, TaborLife.org. And we are taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. Today's show, Parenting Toolkit. You know, being a parent is a tough job, and being a Catholic parent, especially in today's world, is even harder. We want to make life a little easier for you. Got parenting questions? We're going to help you find the answers you need to succeed. Whether you've got littles or teenagers or adult kids, Sometimes parenting is tough at all of those stages, and we want to help you find the solutions you're seeking at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Share your questions about parenting, about raising faithful kids, about creating a more loving, connected, or faithful family life. Whatever age or stage your kids are in, We want to give you those tools you need to feel more confident in your role as a Catholic parent and really succeed at raising godly, faithful kids. Stick around. We'll be taking your questions after the break at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Connection with Teresa Tomio. A conversation I had several years ago with uh, one of our listeners who wrote to me and said she was being challenged by a friend or a cousin or someone regarding the church and various teachings, especially on marriage and abortion and whatnot. And she said, I need the answers and I need them quickly because I want to quiet this person and shut them down. 
And I wrote her back and I said, I'm not going to give you the answers. I will give you some resources, such as the link to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And I said, but you need to look these up and you need to read them over and you need to learn them because this is not going to be the last time that you're going to be challenged or questions about your faith. And what good is it if you're just barking answers to someone and you're not able to explain them charitably? This is a way we all should learn by doing the work ourselves. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. The American Medical Association says informed consent to medical treatment is a fundamental right established in both medical ethics and U.S. law. Patients have the right to receive information and ask questions about recommended treatments so that they can make well-considered decisions about care. When speaking with a patient regarding different procedures and care options, a physician must give accurate information about the diagnosis, treatment, benefits, and risk, and allow the patient to ask questions. Ensure the patient understands the consequences of the treatment alternatives and decide if the patient is capable of making decisions with a sound mind. Document the informed consent conversation and the patient's or their healthcare agent's treatment decision. It is vital to have a healthcare agent who is aware of all your wishes, values, and medical information so that your wishes are respected in the event you are not able to make these decisions at some point. This medical moment brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. When feeling attacked, judged, or misunderstood, our natural tendency is to react, to lash out and defend ourselves. We assume that the other person intends to be offensive, but even when it seems like someone is being purposefully antagonistic, we don't really know their true intentions. That's why charity and good psychology remind us that instead of reacting harshly, we can choose to be humble and give the other person the benefit of the doubt. That doesn't mean letting people walk all over us. It means that the best way to challenge an antagonistic person's bad behavior is to ask questions that clarify what they're trying to accomplish so that we can help them find kinder, more loving ways to get their point across and meet their needs. Clarifying questions don't accuse or challenge the other person. They hold up a mirror that forces the antagonistic person to ask themselves, is the way I'm acting really helping me get my needs met? To learn more graceful ways to deal with conflict, visit catholiccounselors.com or check out our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And we are taking your calls here at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. The show today is titled Parenting Toolkit. You know, parenting is a lifelong job. And, of course, the relationship with our kids does change over the years. But as Christian parents, we never stop mentoring, supporting, caring for, loving our kids. And it can be hard sometimes. If you've got questions about parenting, whether we're talking about littles, school-age kids, teens, or adult kids, we want to help you make parenting easier. 
if you've got questions about discipline, about raising faithful kids, creating a more loving, connected, or faithful family life, let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Greg, John from Springfield, Illinois, called in. He wasn't able to stay, but we want to make sure we answer his question so he can hear it. He says that his question wasn't so much about him as his parent, but seeing how his nieces and nephews are being disciplined. He said, how should I or shouldn't I be involved in that? Like when he's visiting and something happens that his brother and sister-in-law need to discipline their kids about, should I support them in the discipline or just stay quiet and let them do their own thing? Well, I mean, yes, you should stay quiet and let them do their thing. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't be uh, a positive, uh, you know, influence in the household. So, for example, if you know that, uh, you know, if you've got certain games that you can play with the kids or certain ways that you can just interact with them in, in positive and, and, and pleasant ways, that's great. Um, and, you know, be there, being there to empathize with your brother or your sister um, whenever whenever they're complaining about things or a little feeling a little bit frustrated that that's great too but you know absolutely stay out of the discipline it's not really your place to to intervene in that at all um because what happens there is that uh, you know you're not going to do it the same way they do it they're going to feel undermined or the kids are going to you know get confused because they don't know which adult to listen to so your heart's in the right place but definitely kind of mind your own counsel well and not only you know will they feel undermined they're going to get mad at you because there's not a person in the world who you know has somebody come in and discipline their kids in some way that does not take umbrage to that it's not your job god gave these children to your brother and sister-in-law not to you now if you're concerned and this is one of the things i would have loved to been able to ask you live on air if you're concerned that their discipline is abusive in some way coming only and solely out of anger that's a time where you can say hey you know i have these resources for you you know i heard on on the radio show that i listened to about this thing called catholic hom and they support people through all their parenting questions or i have this great book that you know i read that really edified me and helped me be a more you know calm you know decisive parent on things that's fine to do to come along as a brother to your brother when you just say you know i know this is really hard but you have to do that with empathy toward him and resources that probably aren't you because brother to brother or brother to sister-in-law it's going to come off as criticism it's going to come off as you thinking you're better than them no matter how great your intention is and you don't want to break that relationship with your family because then you're no influence on anybody and you're undermining your own you know your own interests in being there for your niece and nephew so john tread lightly and lovingly thanks for the call 877-573-7825 today's show is titled parenting toolkit we're talking about being a catholic parent in today's world and what are the challenges that we face if you've got parenting questions about your kids at any age or stage whether we're talking about infants and toddlers school-age kids teens or adult kids we want to help you be a more effective parent and feel confident in your ability to raise faithful strong healthy catholic kids 877-573-7825 again that number is 877 
573-7825. We're talking now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. Um, thank you for taking my call. I have a question about my college-age son. He's 22 years old. Um, he uh, is away at school. We're in Texas. He's in Missouri. Um, and I just found out today that he has been lying to us this whole semester about attending school. Um, we do find it. Wow. Now, Mary, break this down for me. First of all, how'd you find out? And second of all, when you say not attending, do you mean that he's just never gone to a class? Does that mean he picks and chooses which classes he goes to? Does that mean he's failing out? Tell me some details here. Uh, yes. So last year he struggled uh, with, his, with his last year. That was his third, third year away. And he struggled, failed all his classes. And so um, he, uh, we told him we're not going to financially support his education. So he knew um, he enrolled in school this semester. However, um, I just called the registrar's office this morning just with, just with suspect, you know, suspecting something was not right. And they confirmed that he was not a student there. So he dropped that at some at point. At all. Um, right. <laughs> Completely. Is so. there drugs and alcohol involved in this that you know of? <laughs> That's not that we know of and so that's my concern is like how do we confront the situation because we're not he says he's going to come home but then it never pans out so that's when i started suspecting something was not right when you say Making he says he's going to come home doesn't when he says he, when, when you say he, i'm so, sorry so so when you say he's going to come home do you mean to live or to visit or, or what, do, what do you mean to visit to visit um we've talked about him coming home just you know overall just to kind of recollect himself and kind of you know is um yeah yeah is he still dependent on you financially yes so so you've been supporting him this whole time right and we didn't suspect anything was going on as far as school until just uh, these last two weekends he was supposed to come home and then some school excuse would come up about working on papers or something like that. And then I'm, and I started, you know, just not, I was like, mm. no, something's not right. I called the school directly. And you were sending him the money to pay for school rather than just paying the registrar's office. Is that correct? No, not, not financially like that. We weren't paying for the school. We told him we were not going to oh. pay for the school this semester. However, we're financially supporting him in the sense of, like, for expenses. Oh, so you followed through with that, but have been providing him money to kind okay. of get through life. Got you. All right. right. Well, well, this is this is a kid who needs to come home. Um, you can't support him financially anymore. And I think that this is a, you know, it's important to have a come to Jesus call as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, you know, when you get off the phone with us, the next step should be you and your husband contacting your son and saying, listen, we understand what's going on. We know that you've dropped out of school. We can't continue to financially support you. We need you to come home because we want to give you the support and the help that you need. See, Mary, like even the thing where he was failing classes last year, if, if he had called then, I would have said, you know what, he, he, you should not send him back. It's not a matter of, of not supporting his education because that actually just demoralizes him further. Um, what, what he needed to do and what he needs to do now is, is come home where you can provide a structure and really require him to either, you know, enroll in community college and see that he gets there and, and starts helping him succeed in that, or get a job, uh, or if he's struggling with both of, with either of those things, then getting him the mental health help that he needs. But he's 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 not succeeding on his own, uh, and at the first signs of that, then we need to kind of step in and say, well, you know, our job then is to provide the level of support that you need to succeed. 
Um, and, and so, you know, what ended up happening was by withdrawing the financial support, it, it put them in an even more difficult position. So I, I think that this is the time where you need to say, we understand what's going on. We know that you're, you know, that you're struggling in some way. We need to understand what that struggle is, but we can't help you through that from a distance. So you need to come home this week. We're not supporting you financially any longer living independently. We'll let you come home and you can either choose to go to community college or we can help you get a job and we'll help you get on your own feet and you're going to support him, you know, to the degree that he's working on this. You're not going to, you're not just going to give him money and let him figure it out for himself. You need to help him come up with a plan. You need to kind of make sure that he's following through with that plan. You support him as long as he's working that plan. Um, But he needs to be doing that under your watchful eye. And honestly, Mary, you and your husband need to pray about this. But if I were you, I wouldn't call him. I'd get on a plane. If you think you know his address, get there. Because if you give him a heads up on the phone, he could bolt. He could lie. It could blow up in your face. But if you guys show up at what is hopefully his door, you're going to get a very good sense of his mental state. You're going to, to immediately see, does this look like a place where a lot of people are hanging out doing drugs? Does he look depressed? Or is he keeping up with his life and things are neat and tidy, but he's just been lying to you about school so he doesn't disappoint you, he's doing something else that's real? You kind of need eyes on on this and to be able to physically extricate him from that place if needs be. You know, if you can't get there, then then fine. But, but, but either way, it has to be done sooner than later. And, and again, you know, just... Uh, as a kind of public service announcement to you and to all of our other listeners, you know, if a college-age kid is is healthy and they're struggling in classes, they let you know they're struggling in classes, and they, they ask for help. Yeah, and, and they, you don't just remove financial help. You get them the help they need. Well, and that's, I guess my things. point is that, you know, when you see a kid failing, it's that's not a behavior problem. Right, and you can't treat it as a well. We're going to punish you for this behavior problem. That's a, that's a mental health problem. That's a sign that they're either depressed, or they're anxious, or there's a drug and alcohol problem involved, and they're sending you some very clear signs that they're not functioning well and they need help. You know, and that and at that first sign, that's where we need to really step in and intervene. Otherwise, it just gets it just gets worse and spins out of control. It's not too late. Mary, but I, but I, I think it's it's important to intervene now and bring him home and give him the support that he needs. And if he's not doing that work, just with you guys supporting him, then making sure that he's being seen by a professional to evaluate exactly what's going on and give him the mental health help he needs to stand on his own two feet. Thanks for the call, Mary. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 7825. We're talking with you today about parenting on our show titled Parenting Toolbox. If you are struggling or got, just got questions about raising Catholic kids in this crazy world of ours, give us a call at 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart and with your whole being and with your whole strength. Take these words to heart. Keep repeating them to your children. Recite them when you are at home, and when you are away, and when you lie down, and when you get up. You know, this prayer is the the heart of God's call to the Jewish people, and a reminder to all Christian parents uh, of the importance of placing God at the center of everything that we do. But we don't just do it in words. We do it in actions, in how we teach our children to relate everything they do, how they relate to themselves and God, 
to their family, to how they work and talk and play and pray with you in a way that is authentically Catholic and allows God to be in every single thing that they do so they know that he is the person who loves them most in the world and has the best interest of them at heart. So they are constantly checking in with him. All right. With that, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about parenting on More to Life. The number, 877-573-7825. Stick around. More to Life will be taking your calls right after this. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Father Benedict Groeschel. Oh, I love reverence. Wherever I go in the world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings. And no matter what I see, I see reverence. Or I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes in Catholic churches. Oh, yes. Let me say it. When I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever spoke in church. I was a young priest. A man had a heart attack at the beginning of Mass. I stopped the Mass. We prayed for the man while the police were coming, the ambulance. They removed him from the church. He didn't die. Not one word was spoken. The police officers and the ambulance attendants who came whispered, respect. I wish it were true today. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic Healthcare Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health sharing option. Curo's Christ centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit CMFCuro.com to learn more. That's CMFCuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Parenting Toolkit as we talk about ways to make Catholic parenting a little easier. <laughs> Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Georgia. Hi, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, good morning, Dr. Popcheck. Um, I feel a little embarrassed calling in because this seems like a pedestrian problem. I've got... No five, such thing. Happy to help. Yeah. Well, I've got five children. Uh, my two older sons are, you know, very well adjusted and always really have been. But I'm having trouble with my third and my fourth child. Um, just with the most basic things like going to bed. How old are they? At... They're 12 and 9. 
and I'm having a terrible time getting them to go to bed when they're supposed to go to bed without somebody sitting there with them. Um, so talk me through that. Like what? So what's what? How? how what's your? What's your? What's your evening routine like? Well, we try to regularize it as much as possible. You know, we take a bath, maybe read some. I even I enjoy reading uh-huh. to the older children too. Um, sure, great. but then they balk as soon as I get up to leave the room. When you um, say balk, don't... tell me more about that, Mary. Are they afraid? Are they just wanting more time with you? Are they just dying to just stay on their devices? What's going on in that situation? Give me some clarity on that. Sure. Yeah. No devices. We make sure, you know, they stay away from that um, close to bedtime. Um, But I've been lenient about it because I thought that maybe it's just they want to talk to me. You know, they wind Mm -hmm. down. They have maybe some anxieties or something. Um, But sometimes, you know, it can be like 30, 40 minutes that I'm in there, um, and they will sometimes take advantage of that time to complain about things or, um, I don't know, um, I got talk you. about I, well, well, so, so, I mean, I think it's good to give them that time, but not necessarily at that time. Um, you know, I think you want you want to give them, you want to give them maybe 10 or 15 minutes to talk about some those things, but then... You know, say you know, let's 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 pick some time during the day where we can really talk more about this, and you actually set that side of time at a, at a time when it would actually be more effective, right? And and and, and help them to to really get that time. Because what often happens is that when kids are tired, you know, they start their their minds start wandering, and they do need your help to kind of process some things. But then it can it can go on. But you don't want to shut them down entirely. You want to create like a talk ritual, whether that's after dinner or in the evening before bedtime. You know, build it in so that they get that time to process things with you, but not just at that last second when you're trying to get them to sleep. And the other thing that I will add to this is it's great to have that ritual at that time. You may want to say, hey, guys, I want to be able to give you some time in the evening with me like we've been doing. But it's pushing it out kind of far. It's making you guys exhausted, making me kind of exhausted physically. We all have to get up for work and school in the morning. So let's make bedtime 30 minutes earlier. Let's build this in with intention so that we can spend about a half an hour talking if you want. And then if we have other things to talk about later on, we can set those specific times like Greg is talking about. But honestly, Mary, there's something that happens with kids when they're tucked into their bed. They feel safe. Mom and or dad are there. It's quiet. It's darker so they don't feel like somebody's staring at them and going to examine them. There's a quiet and a peace that allows them to kind of share their hearts in a way that doesn't happen as easily in broad daylight or at set times. So build it in so maybe you're starting 20 to 30 minutes earlier with the intention that they have that time with you, that you have it together, but that at a particular time, unless of course there's something critical that they're talking about, you call that. That's the set bedtime. So, you know, if you if you start this at nine o'clock where you're tucking them into bed and, and you know that, that things are moving in that direction, 
You can even set a vibrating alarm, nothing that's going to jar you out of being there for them, but something that half an hour later vibrates and you reminds you, hey, it's time to wrap this up in the next five minutes or so. We can pick it up together. And you're not shutting time. down. Yeah, and then you're not shutting down the whole conversation. You're saying, you know, we need to, we can continue this conversation at our, you know, at our time tomorrow. You yeah, know, let's, let's a spend space some time thinking about this overnight or praying about this so we can come at it with fresh eyes and it's and that's actually a good idea to end that conversation with a little prayer yeah the kind of some you know that just brings all those concerns to the lord and says you know lord let us let us continue thinking about this and listening to you so that we can have the answers that 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 you want us to have so the next time we talk about this we can have some clarity about what you'd want us to do. And then that, that sends the message that, first of all, we're bringing these things to the Lord, but also that we're, we're going to be creating space to continue this conversation later, after a good night's sleep when, we're, when our minds are a little bit clearer and we can be a little bit more focused. So this way, you know, you're getting your need met there by, by having a clearer cutoff for the bedtime, but you're also giving them the space they need to kind of have that relationship time with you and really check in with you because you don't want to lose that. All right, Mary, thank you so much for the call. And by the way, you know, we, these are the kinds of questions that we deal with every day at Catholic HOM that stands for Households on Mission. Um, we accompany hundreds of families just like you. Our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches is right there to answer these kinds of questions. Plus, there are tons of resources, videos, downloadable activities, podcasts, and a whole supportive community of other families who are really encouraging each other in their mission to build strong, loving, caring, faithful Catholic homes. So check it out. It's CatholicHOM.com or download the app at CatholicHOM. First month is free. You can cancel any time, no risk at all. These folks have kids of every age, every stage. Grandparents are on there, too, because they they can get supportive ideas for their family. It's really a place to discuss all of this kind of stuff and get fresh perspectives and new skills and the support you need from a Catholic community. So check it out, Mary. I think you'll really appreciate it. And this conversation was definitely not too pedestrian as you led in. It's the heart of family life. It's the the little minutiae details, the ins and outs of how we relate to each other throughout the day and into the night are how we form our family, the young soul's in our family. Yeah, well, and that's that time, not drudgery or throwaway time no, no. in any way. And the time you're getting with them, you know, really helps you disciple your kids. I mean, that's one of the most important things we talk about on Catholic Home is how do we create the kind of relationship that makes our kids want to turn to us with stuff and want to be able to discuss these kinds of things. And so that's why I said it's important to carve out that time, but it is also important to have a structure you know, in your house and let them know when, when it's time to move on to the next thing, but still giving them the opportunity if they're, you know, there's more to talk about you know, to create the space the next day for that. So, so don't take it away. Just build a gentle structure around it where you're sort of monitoring their emotional temperature. Should you be shutting that conversation down at that 30 minute mark or is something really intense going on that night? And you want to give it a bit more time. Well, I want to thank you, and I thank all of our listeners for calling in today and sharing some of your challenges that you're facing in your role as a Catholic parent. Uh, If you are looking for more support in really being more confident as a Catholic parent and raising strong, godly, confident Catholic kids, you can get daily advice, as we were saying, at Catholic HOM. Download the app or go to CatholicHOM.com. It stands for Catholic Households on Mission. As I mentioned, the first month is absolutely free cancel any time, no risk at all, but it's a great resource, and I think you'll be really surprised to see how much support you can get there. But we, uh, you, if you're looking for more personalized support, you can also reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about all of our resources, including our books, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, 
Parenting Your Teens and Tweens with Grace, and many other parenting books there. You can also learn about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's Catholic Counseling Practice, the Pastoral Telecounseling Practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, and personal life through God's grace. Learn more at CatholicCounselors.com, then get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there really is so much more to life. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. been listening to more to life with dr greg and lisa popcheck more to life is a co-production of ave maria radio and ewtn radio and is carried across the ewtn global catholic radio network our producer is dan mcgraw for copies of this program or for more information visit ave maria radio.net